1: Are you ready to talk money, Reb?:
0: I'm ready to talk money, honey.:
1: Awesome. This is an awesome day to be talking about money. It is.: It is. We've been let's just back up a little bit because okay. we we've been starting a, a bit of a series, I guess, the last show we we began to to talk a little bit about this, this something that affects all of us. No matter we want to acknowledge it or not, um, uh, it's just fear. It's fear around finances. And I think everybody, it's something that uh, I know in, in my own life, in the life of the people as, as we just interact with people around money, we go, fear is such a big part. It's
0: everywhere it, if we start opening our eyes to it and in our own lives. And the kicker is, it's like Kent Bandy said last week, we are part of the planet. We deal with fear, and mm-hmm. um, so so some of you may not know. So I, as the Reb part of Dave and Reb, I we talk about what kind of shows we want mm-hmm. on on our on Let's Talk Money.
1: Oh, don't tell and, them all their secrets. Oh, well, sorry. yeah, it's
0: good because we. But we did plan in regards mm-hmm. to this a three week um a, a mini series. It just kind of turned into that because fear is such a big topic. So mm-hmm. last week we had Kent Bandy. Today we're talking going to talk about some of the Uh, you know outside sources of our fear the voices that we hear that produce fear in us and next week we uh, get the opportunity to talk to ray borg from compass canada about how being in community can help us um you know get out of isolation and help us in our journey to to be free from fear so as we get
1: started i want to say two things okay first off to the listener don't be afraid to listen. So there's the first one. Don't be afraid to listen. It's going to be a hoot. We're going to have a good time. And, and hopefully, in the sense of saying that you'll come out of uh, these uh, little mini-series shows going, okay, I'm a little more aware of fear and how it interacts with me and how it interacts with, with the money. Because that awareness is, is part of the key to overcoming fear. Right, so, it's, it's
0: not it's it's just being aware. I mean, you have to do something with the awareness mm-hmm. as a result. And we we're going to talk about I that mean, on and, one of the shows. And last week, Kent Bandy left us with choosing to trust. Mm. He he left I love us. That. Yeah, yeah, he. You know, and I I always hear um uh I, there's a a, spe- a woman speaker out there Joyce Myers who always <laughs> says if you're afraid just do it afraid and. You know, if you, what a good word, eh? It is do it afraid because often in the doing, you'll realize that the fear isn't really rational. Mm-hmm. And you can. Now, we're talking in general terms. There are all kinds of fears, there's all kinds of anxieties and stresses and all of that that people struggle with. We're not here as therapists or anything like that, but we're talking about the fear that can paralyze us financially and cause us to avoid our financial journey, that cause, can cause us to stay in debt because we're just not willing to face it. Mm-hmm. So here we're bringing up the topic so that you can maybe stare it in the face a little bit.
1: And, and today, uh, so the second thing I want <clears throat> to say before we really jump into it is is that um, we know this affects families.
0: Yes. And,
1: and so uh, what we, we've decided to do in July and August is have July and August seminars, the second Tuesday of July, the second Tuesday of August. So that would be July 11th and August 8th. We're going to do a, a two-hour seminar with your family, if right, you with want, kids. if you yeah. want to bring the kids and you want to start talking about money, kids are fearless. Um, we can actually take some of our cues from how our kids interact with money because they, in a sense, haven't learned the fear. And this is going to go into our show today in the sense of how do we learn to be afraid when it comes to fear and money, and and what does that look like, and mm. what are some of the influences that are are in a sense programming us, if I can use that word well, loosely. Well, and our kids
0: are getting faced with it quite quickly now because of social media. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that in a minute. But but yeah, we want to have you invite your kids to come to start the discussion because maybe there's some of you out there who have a hard time. How do we talk about money? How do we teach responsibility, especially as they head out mm-hmm. and they get handed a credit card the moment they head into university? You know, How do they uh, take care of that responsibly? Mm-hmm. So um, because they don't have a respect for their financial story maybe either. So mm-hmm. there's there's being afraid of money but then there's also understanding how to how to appropriately handle uh,
1: So we're going to do that, we're going to so. do a, a couple very I mean what can we pack into 2 hours? We hope that it will just mm-hmm touch your family in the sense of your children I get asked just about uh, at least once a month uh, can we do something in our family for our family with our family so this is part of the solution for us is to just say hey we're gonna we're gonna have a two-hour session if you want to do check out the more than enough website more than under events you'll see it it listed in there you can sign up and and get in get in early because we will have limited time or space, space.
0: <laughs> we have- oh, we're we have limited it, time, uh, but we yeah. will have
1: limited space as well that that we need to go, okay, we're going to only offer this to so many people simply because we have the limited space that we do. And and so th- there's our little promotion. If you are thinking, man, I would love to have someone else speak to our family about money, then sign up, go to morethanenough.ca, find the events uh, button up there, and then you'll uh, sign up for that seminar. In July and August, August the second right. Tuesday of July I know, it's hard
0: to believe that uh, it's, it's May. It's, we've had a, such a cool spring that it, doesn't, it still feels like a little bit like winter out there that we're talking about summer. But anyway, we should uh, do the scripture this morning. So um, I chose this week and next week's verses actually come from Isaiah. And uh, let me just read Isaiah, some stuff from Isaiah 35. Be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. The eyes of the blind will be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped. The lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongues will shout for joy. This is an awesome picture of spring. This Mm -hmm. is an awesome picture of a parched land turning into a glorious beautiful bountiful spring and why do I read that this morning why do we read it when we're talking about fear well one is pretty obvious he actually says to his people strengthen your feeble hands steady your knees Mm -hmm. stop the shaking you don't have to be shaking in your boots Say to those of fearful hearts. So so Dave and I this morning get the opportunity to say to all of you with fearful hearts, to say to our own fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear for the Lord God will come. And he has come and he's come in the person of Jesus Christ. And he has made a way for us. He has conquered death. He has given us abundant life and he speaks that life over us. And this these verses are a picture of the life that can come out of our own lives, our own daily living. We may be in all kinds of different places according to season. We may feel like we're in winter and we've been there like the land of Narnia for a hundred years while the mm. <laughs> witch was taking <laughs> over. If you don't know that story, go to the lion, the witch, in the wardrobe. But you may feel like that. But today... Uh, we want to offer you some of that resurrection hope we talked about weeks ago. God is a life bringer. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. the life source. And sometimes in Jeremiah it says, we have built cisterns that don't hold water. Correct. We, they're cracked. And they're not. A cistern is something that used to be in our houses long ago that would hold the well water. And... It it would be terrible to have that thing leak all over your basement or Mm -hmm. wherever the cistern was. But he says to Israel, you're building cisterns that don't hold water. You're digging wells where I am not the source. And so he says to us, I want to speak this over you. I want to declare this life over you, that you have me as the source. There is hope for you in your financial story today. And that's why we're here. That's why Dave and I do Let's Talk Money. That's why we do more than enough and, and, and teach and coach and do all of those things to help all you folks out there. Face your finances and help you realize you're not alone.
1: So, today we're talking a little bit about fear, and, and I just love this. You know, it says, Don't have, a, a, for, say to those with fearful hearts, <laughs> Be strong, do not fear. Now, when, when I say it to you, Rebecca, okay, it, it might have an impact. But when the God of the universe yes, says it and, and when Christ is manifest, and, and, you know, we're reading through this, and what did it look like when Christ actually exploded onto the scene in the New Testament? You know, if 30 years, he's in obscurity. We don't really know what's going on. He comes onto the scene, and the first thing that happens is, is you know, Jesus turns water into wine. The second thing that happens is, is people start, you know, having their eyes blind eyes are open hey the mute and the deaf are yes. starting to see and hear yes. and and talk and and yes. and wait a minute Isaiah is saying when god comes this is what's going to happen you can expect the miraculous mm-hmm. and when christ is in us when god is in us and, and we walk into our communities then whether it's finances or whether it's somebody who's, who can't speak, we can expect the miraculous.
0: But the thing is, in his kingdom we wouldn't even call it a miracle because it's just how the kingdom operates. You and I are just mm-hmm. talking and learning about that in this season of our lives. What does it look like? Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. He came on the scene like you said and said the kingdom of God is here. He came and he didn't just minister to people. He was one of us. He was the poor. He was he was identifying with the lame, the brokenhearted. <laughs> he humbled himself to the, that point where he didn't think of himself as the king of kings any longer he thought of himself as one of us but he was coming to show us the heart of the father and the heart of the father is to say life life in your life in your life and i know that we can hear this over and over again but we've got to start eating this truth and what does it mean when we are surrounded when when we have the fruit of fear in our life when we're living the fear when we're hearing fear when we're hearing wars and rumors of wars when we're hearing uh, you know all the Korean trouble all the stuff in Syria the Sudan I mean it is out there and it is causing all kinds of anxiety for us on a global level but then we've got our our social media that tells you, well, if you don't do it this way, you're a failure or you're bad not going Bad stuff gonna, will happen. Bad stuff's going to happen if you don't have all your ducks in a row financially. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Sure, God teaches prudence and wisdom, but what voices are we listening to? Are we listening to his voice that says prudence and wisdom and how you use your money and spend your money? Mm -hmm. Or are we listening to the world's view that says, well, you got to do it this way, you've got to spend, you've got to save, you got to get enough for retirement, or you're not going to be provided for.
1: And that's, I I mean, again, we live in a world that... Uh, in a sense, fear got introduced into way back into the Garden of Eden. Fear got introduced. Did God really say? I mean, mm-hmm. we call that doubt, but it turns into fear. Doubt turns into fear. And so we're going, wait a minute. This fear has been introduced, and God is constantly saying to us, don't be afraid. And I love it because he, he prefaces in this, in this verse in Isaiah, he prefaces by be strong. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. There are some tough decisions that you have to make when you're talking about fear and money. Um, you know, do we spend it now? Do we spend it later? We need some wisdom. We need to. We're going to talk next week about being in community with Ray. And so, you know, It's not easy. We need to be strong. We need mm-hmm. to be diligent. We need to be intentional. But we also need to know that in the middle of all of that, God comes and does the miraculous. Right. God comes, when Christ comes in, we can expect the miraculous because, I mean, Isaiah, not only does Isaiah say it, but then we read the Gospels and it's played out in the Gospels. We see Christ doing the miraculous and going, okay, so that's the way it's supposed to work, right? Yep, that's the way it's supposed to work. Okay. Um, and and the other, I guess, key part for me that, that really jumps out is is that, compassion and love are such a a key ingredient as an antidote to fear, Mm. as an antidote to fear. You know, it is, it is, you know, we know the verse, perfect love casts out fear. We talked about that last Mm. week with Kent Bandy and, and recognizing that, yes, okay, we know the verse, but how does that practically work out in our finances? When I'm afraid, how do, when I'm well, afraid for, there isn't going to be enough. What's well, the response? Well, and,
0: and what is that fear look like? I mean, fear can come as as all kinds of things in our hearts, right? So we get anxious. We f- are afraid we won't have enough. I was I, I I've been thinking about it a lot because when as as a mother, um, for my kids, I want to provide opportunities for my kids, mm-hmm. and then fear drives me. Not always. And we're all different. So mm-hmm. maybe we're making some broad strokes to the brush this morning. And you'll have to. You have to
1: talk about you, honey. I know. You just got to talk, talk about you. So <laughs> I'm
0: saying, well, if I don't provide this opportunity, they're going to miss out in life. Mm-hmm. Because guess who says that? All the messages around me mm-hmm. say it. If I don't provide them with the iPad today, or if I don't provide them with horseback riding lessons, if I don't provide them with hockey, then you know what? I don't, they, they might not get to the NHL. Well, you know what? If they want to get there eventually and that's something that God has for them, don't you think that Mm -hmm. that is going to happen? He's going to make a way and he's going to lead you. I'm not saying you can't put them in hockey or all those great things. But if you don't have the cash for it and, and you know you don't have the cash for it and you know that God says don't owe anything to anybody but love, maybe there's a season for us to keep our kids home and to do something that's about love instead or meeting the needs of our community or volunteering or doing something different it's reframing it because for me i hear the voice that says oh your kids aren't going to make it if you don't have them in preschool if you don't have the reading by four and the reason i say all this is because i've been through this Mm -hmm. i have a 20 year old and now i have a six year old and i'm dealing with my six year old a little differently than I did with my 20 year old. It's okay for me to have normal kids, ordinary kids. They're not Mozart's. They're not, you know, they're going to be okay. But why do I talk about those fears lead me to make financial decisions that can get me in trouble. That's why I'm mentioning it today. Because it's not just a money fear that deals with the cash and do I have enough. It's a, well, if I don't do this, we're going to miss an opportunity. If I don't go on that vacation, we're not going to get rest this year. Well, that's not true. You don't have to go into $5,000 or $10,000 of debt to go on a fancy holiday to get rest. Maybe there's a different way. And this is the piece where take it to the lord lord we're tired as a family lord we're fatigued but we don't have cash you know can you show us some something we could do how do we find rest how do i as a mother stay in my home and have a restful holiday when i see all the work around me we bring all these little things that seem insignificant but that are so significant to your heart you can bring them to the father and he can show you a way so So that's what I -hmm. I want to really make clear. Sometimes the fear isn't about the cash itself, but it's about the issues that cause us to spend money when we don't have it.
1: Right, and sometimes it's the voices that come from the outside that, that tell us this is what my family is supposed to look like. Right. right? So, yes, that's so, a huge one. Uh, there, I mean, uh, you know, and maybe we'll just take a few minutes to, to go, okay, so, so what are the brainstorming session here? Yeah. Uh, what, what are some of the outside sources uh, of of information or pressure that tell us this is what our family is supposed to look like? So, you know, if I'm a... Uh, you know, dual income. So yeah, let's start with a single, just a single person. So you know, whether it doesn't matter age, just a single person. What what is that? What are some of the outside forces that say this is what it's supposed to look like for you?
0: Well, I, I what we've experienced are banks. Sure, and, and that's I, across I, I, the
1: board. It doesn't matter your demographic. No, the, the, you and, and
0: uh, we're mm-hmm. not bank bashing because mm-hmm. the the bank does provide has provided all kinds of great mm-hmm. services for us. But we have seen some ads that we actually use in our teaching that says, you know what, isn't it great that the bank is there for you every step of your life? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it provides you a loan for school. It provides you a loan for your house. It provides you a loan for your honeymoon. It provides you a loan for all of these things. And sure, it does give opportunity. It gives opportunity for investment, and that's all good. But it's telling us well, we need all those things to be happy and fulfilled. And sometimes we'll go in debt because this is how we do it in our world, our society. So, I mean,
1: and let's you know, in a sense, maybe you know that that uh, you know the banks just fertilize. I, I often say this. You know, we've got a a, a, a um, culture that says. You know, this is what your family needs to look like. And often that's beyond our means. You know, again, we've, we've now accepted in our culture that, well, you, can ba- you really can't make a go of it without a dual income family. You know, the single income family is something that happened 20 or 30 years right, ago, and yes. and you could survive on that. But the, the, the dual income family really is the only way you can survive in our current and culture. And when you
0: want a certain lifestyle, most certainly. And is it getting harder? Yes, because Absolutely. we're a single income family, it's, and we've been doing it for 25 years, and it's been getting harder because of the cost of living certainly
1: make different choices as a single income family than dual income and we're talking about the single person so guess what it's a single income family (laughs) so so but looking at that and saying okay that's certainly something that there are some outside pressures that I my family as a single or or as a young couple uh, you know the young couple well you know when is it appropriate to buy that first home well you know again in our current culture you know, 10 minutes after you're hired full time, and you know, <laughs> I've got uh, you know, $5,000 in the bank, so I should start thinking about buying a home now because every month that goes by that I pay rent, that's just a waste of money.
0: And because there are voices that not just only in the banks, but the people who love us are telling Mm. us it's a good investment. You need to be getting a house or you need to be doing this. This is how this is the path you follow. Now, in a few weeks, we're going to talk to our daughter, actually, and she's going to talk to us about her generation and breaking out of that mold a little bit. Mm -hmm. But. Um, how we have seen you get you go get your education for a better life, you get married, you have kids, you grow old, you get a good retirement, so you can go on vacation and then you die. I okay, I'm saying it really <laughs> I know, it's not uh, bad. That's I, exciting. I know when but, you say it like that. Yeah, I right. know, but some people are coming to us and saying this isn't what we want and it's knowing that there's a greater purpose out there but because of the people around us sometimes who value that and there's nothing wrong with having kids and grandkids and those are very exciting things but sometimes we're ignoring our purpose sometimes we're going into such debt as what we're seeing people come through our office you know we're spending money on cars and tvs and all of those things and in the end there's nothing to show for it Mm -hmm. and because the world says you have to have it this way the voices of family and friends are saying, well, we've got to go out for dinner. You've got to spend a hundred bucks on dinner. We got to go to the football game. And you know very well that you are you maybe are choosing a different path, and you can't afford it. But you say well, yes. And anyway. there's there's
1: that uh, saying. And I may get it wrong, but there's that saying that says, "You know, I'm spending money on things that I don't value to impress people that I don't like." Um, it yeah, goes on. I, I, I can't yeah. remember. I wish I had wrote it down. But the the idea there is is that, and we go we we do listen. There there is a lot of external pressure outside of, in a sense in the culture outside of uh, that's not really, can't really grab a hold of it but it's coming from everywhere, right? So it's marketing media. Again, we, we go back to the banks facilitate easy credit. So that allows us to live beyond our means. Um, you know, we got family and friends that are that are influencing us. Who love, with, us, love us. But at- what's
0: happening is they're maybe not intending to bring fear, but that's what can happen, mm-hmm. depending on how you're wired. I know my family and friends can say different things to me and I walk home and I have to deal with the fear that's rising up in me because I'm not doing it as certain way and oh my goodness i it's going to end out so terribly because because i'm not doing it a certain way or i'm not buying that certain computer i'm not you know i don't have all the latest gadgets running Mm -hmm. through my house you know i'm just i'm going to be left behind because and then you have that fear oh i'm going to be left behind i need to go get that thing because i'm going to be left behind
1: and and there there is again there's just a certain amount of of cultural pressure that comes in and, and and this is why we talk about this quite a bit and this is maybe a little bit of a rabbit trail from fear but fear does undermine our purpose. Yes. And so when we're making money decisions if I was to put fear and purpose next to each other and just put it on the wall and say okay so my spending plan uh what are the things under my spending plan that uh you know are fear based decisions Mm. and what are the things under my spending plan that actually play that, that prop up my purpose. And we've talked about that in the past and listen to the other show on purpose. Uh, It is there, right? But we talk about that when fear undermines those, those things, uh, I want to go through just a couple of statements. And, and we're going to, we have a we're really actually coming to the end, which is crazy yes. fast. But, you know, when we hear the messaging that says you won't have enough, then God says
0: that He is enough.
1: He is enough, mm-hmm. right? And so within our Christian community, within the faith that we have, we can balance out. When we hear these fear statements, we can go, oh, there's not going to be enough. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no, no. That, I, I don't get that message. Like God says that He is enough, and we read from Isaiah that uh, man stuff happens, miracles happen when we allow God to go before us and to be involved in that. The other one that uh, you know often plays out is, is you shouldn't be too generous because you won't have enough. Again, it's that whole fear thing, and God
0: says, "Test me, try me, uh, show me that that." Well, trust me. We talked about that with Pastor Dan a little while ago. Mm-hmm. God, trust me. It- And are they your resources they're his resources and it goes back to knowing who is the source he is the source of life and we're stopping our hands from being generous because we are afraid we won't have enough
1: you know and when we look at and you know as we come to the end because we are on a timeline obviously on the show and that's what i love about doing the show over and over and over again in terms of different topics but when we look at the new testament church They were generous, they took care of each other, they loved each other, they gave what they had, They, they prayed together, they engaged the community. I mean, again, that's a model that we can actually even engage in our own family. There wasn't a lot of fear in that, that you read. Anyways, you can pick up in that New Testament church.
0: And I'm sure they dealt with it, but they were recognizing that God was the source. If you, I know there's there's lots of things we want to talk mm-hmm. about today that we haven't been able to tackle, but remember, He is enough. <laughs> if you say, I don't have enough, we have a lot. You have enough, <laughs> but you have enough in God alone. And when we look to Him as the source and not our bank account, That's the difference. Mm -hmm. So, So, Lord,
1: I just thank you that, you know, taking those verses from Isaiah and say, God, you will come, and you will come with vengeance, and you'll come with retribution, but you'll come to save us. And that you'll bring the kingdom and that it will come with miracles. It'll come with things that we don't understand and math we can't do. And so, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for that. I thank you that we can trust you. I thank you that we, you've put us not here on earth alone, but that you've put us here in community with one another. And so, Lord, uh, with one another and with yourself. And so, Lord, what a gift that is to us. And we just want to thank you today in Christ's name.
0: So next week, next week, we get to have more conversation about fear, but community and how God wants to help us.
1: And how community can kind of break down that fear and yes. address that fear. And, and oh my goodness.
0: It's going to be great conversation. So
1: And we're talking to Ray Borg. You'd mentioned that earlier yes. on in the show. So Ray's <laughs> coming in to give us the, the, the heads up on how community works within the Compass material. And, yes. and that's really what they're trying to do in the Compass material. So, well, join us next week when we talk money.